I'm Desiree. And I'm Taylor. You're tuned into Birthkeeper Banter, a space to discuss powerful birth stories, radical birthkeeping, and all things birth outside of the box. This podcast is produced by Herbal Training, and nothing discussed should be considered medical advice because birth is not a medical event. For classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. guys welcome back to birth keeper banter taylor and desiree here and we're going to talk today about how there's a lot of professionals out there posing as traditional midwives and pretending to be outside of the system so let's jump into that yeah so we see so many people claiming either on their pages or um to others when they are interviewed that they're traditional in practice and all these things and then we get complaints later or hear them complain or they share their story and they're like they said they were traditional, but they did this, this, and this. And that's not traditional. And it's like, no, they're not. They're posing. They're using this term to draw people in, kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing. But that's actually not how it is. So we see that many people will claim to be serving women outside of the system. Midwives are like, yeah, we're serving them outside the system. They don't have to be in the hospital. But just because they're outside of a facility does not mean that they are outside of a system, they are still bound to serving and controlled by and limited by that very system. If they're serving some other model, if they're licensed or with any kind of certification, they're still serving someone else above these women. They have to answer to someone else. So no, they cannot practice traditionally. They cannot practice autonomously because they have to answer to someone else. Right. They're bringing baby obstetrics into your home and, um, just bringing in all the same medications from the hospital for the most part. And it's pretty crazy how they're thinking that that's outside of the system when they literally have to serve the state before you and ultimately transfer you back out to the wolves if you don't fit into their perfect box. Right. And we already know that like birth doesn't fit in the box and it doesn't really care about our man-made rules. But like the big thing is, is just because one attends at home, or they are attending at a birth center does not mean that they're natural, does not mean they're holistic. Many will put on that front and they'll say, oh yeah, we will use herbs. We'll use the tinctures and the Chinese medicine. And oh yeah, we'll do those things. We'll listen to your wishes. And then it's that bait and switch. And then nope, no, they won't. They're taught to do those things. And that's not traditional. So I think we should just go back and let's define what does traditional mean? In my mind, traditional, is the medicine used, the hand skills taught, and the ability to sit on your hands, but also the mindset they have. But the literal definition of traditional is long established and existing as part of a tradition. So transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation, something passed on, it's passed down, uh, not something that can be measured by a test or taught in a school, taught by any kind of education model that's you know, brought on by the state. Like she said, it's, they're learning to practice these, I call them Barbie obstetrics at home, like the at home obstetric model. How can we overmanage birth just at the house? How do we do that there? They're learning that from these didactic medical schooling establishments. Right. And if we look at the origin of the word tradition, even um, it originally started in Latin as transdere, which breaks down to across and give. So across generations, we are giving this knowledge, we're passing it down. It's something that is passed down from our ancestors. 
not something that we can go to a facility to be ingrained into us and put fear into us and all of these textbook normals that they claim that birth should be. That's not what traditional means. So if you're going to these make accredited schools and being taught the same curriculum and you have to go and pass a test to be uh, qualified to serve women, then that's not the traditional model. Right. So like any of the schools that are MEAC um, <clears throat> accredited or nursing schools in general, things like that, they, while some of the titles will be traditional midwifery schooling, they're not, they're not traditional. And if you talk to some of the older midwives that might have attended in the earlier years, they'll say, yeah, they did used to teach some traditional stuff. They were teaching the pretty much the traditional way, but then when they're teaching this next generation and uh, precepting, teaching these new upcoming people that are going through these schools, they're finding out that, wow, they are teaching some off the wall shit that is not traditional at all. And they'll, they'll share that. Many have shared that with me that they're totally changing everything. And while they will teach some stuff, some herbal stuff and some traditional stuff, they are not. And the stuff that they do teach, the more medicalized management, over management, um, trying to put birth in a box, that leaves some people more fearful and many have told me that many have said yeah we leave school being afraid we have to manage birth we expect things to go wrong and that overrides anything traditional because it's it goes back to mindset traditional keeping of sacred space is <laughs> not something that can be taught in a school and it can't be followed up with oh here fear this though here here's how to use this stuff if you want but also this is what you should be afraid of. Um, so yeah, they aren't given the components. They're not taught the components to be able to hold space traditionally. Yeah, it's a calling. It's not something that, oh, I'm just gonna go to school and be a midwife, like something else that you go do, like learn how to fix a car. Generally parts in the car are gonna be all the same and there's just gonna be slight variations, but it's not like that. Women are all different. There's mental, emotional, spiritual, things that are going to happen in birth. And so you can't be taught that in school. You have to feel it out case by case, what feels right, what doesn't, and how you connect with that woman is what matters, not what your school curriculum taught you. Right. They try to fit it into a box. They just totally oh, disregard autonomy, disregard their choice. I got to do this because my book said, oh, and the state says that if I don't, I lose my license. I lose my certification, blah, blah, blah. And for me, I see that as they are choosing to serve someone else over women. That is not authentic midwifery care. That is not how things should be or were. And if we go back to the definition of tradition, like <clears throat> when that all started, CNMs, they started in 1932. And then the CPM started in 1994. So if we go ahead and look at what midwifery was, it started way before 19 anything. <laughs> like it was way before the 1900s. This has been from the beginning of time and it was passed down. It was not something taught in a school. It wasn't something that, you know, that they were taught. They all would sit down, learn this stuff here, class. Here's all these things that can happen and use this medicine this time. They sit with older wise women and learn in that way. And I feel like that's what traditional midwifery should be. And it leads me to share that, yeah, most of these days are not trained in traditional midwifery at all. Um, and if they are, they typically don't practice it. They usually meet the match of those in their community and how they practice. Uh, that's what I find. What about you? Yeah, what midwives are going off of these days are the traditions of obstetrics, which is rooted in abuse. 
So we don't want to go off that. We want to go off the ancestral traditions and what was passed down through granny midwives and village midwives. We want to go off of that, not off of obstetrics, because how that was all started was experimenting on women, um, specifically black women. So I want nothing to do with that. And they're incorporating it into these midwifery schools and training. And that is not traditional at all. Right. We try to stray from that. They're taught to practice routine care. So routine testing, this is what you do. This is what you give in this case. This is what you do uh, when we see these numbers. And it should never be that way. We should not be looking for problems where they're not. We should not do anything routine because every pregnancy is different. Every birth is different. Every postpartum is different. We cannot treat humans routine or put them in any kind of box. It does not work that way. We can't abide by textbook. We cannot do that. Um, they also usually hold the belief that birth needs to be managed. That is an indoctrinated teaching. That is not something that you pick up in traditional learning. That's not how that goes. Birth usually doesn't need managed, but they're not taught that. They are taught, oh, here's how to do all these things. And then they believe that their hand skills are like this golden gift. Like, yeah, it is great to know how to have those, but the biggest lesson and the biggest thing that you can take away in learning anything about midwifery is the ability to sit on your hands and when to use them and to hold the understanding that it's very rare that you have to use your hands in that capacity. So they lack that due to what they're taught. So yeah, anything else you wanna to add to that? Yeah, they're going off of this medical model that's very recent, very new of preventative care. So looking back on when they first started vaccines, they're trying to prevent an outcome. They're trying to prevent sickness. And this is how the, the medical model of midwifery is going now and what they're teaching, even in these so-called home birth midwifery schools and out of the system midwifery schools, they're teaching that, that you want to prevent. So they will manage, manage, manage. And okay, sometimes people can have untouched birth. Okay, sometimes, very rarely, they can have a birth where I don't do anything at all, where it should be the opposite, where most of the time, People will have completely untouched, hands-off birth, and then sometimes they have to intervene, but they're doing it the opposite way. Yeah, absolutely. They believe that like, oh, I practice traditional, but safe. I keep it safe. I keep birth safe. And then they'll utilize like pharmaceuticals, well, in any capacity really, but you know, usually for hemorrhage and whatnot, but they do it preventatively. And that is wild. We should not be doing that. That doesn't make any sense. Like if you're going to carry something like that, whatever, that's not traditional, but you shouldn't be doing anything routine, but they're taught to do that. They are fearful in that way that, oh, we got to get ahead of the bleed, which I agree, but there's a different way. And that is not the traditional way. And yeah, it just, it goes to show that there is a difference in how people act depending on what they're taught. And the biggest ticket is like, we can't make birth safe. So they hold this understanding of, it's kind of like a God complex of, oh, I can control birth. I can make this go well. I can overmanage and make it go the right way. Typically in doing so, they cause future and you know imminent danger and harm to whoever baby mom due to these teachings. So yeah, this new model we have, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild, it's pretty out there um, and nothing compared to what is traditional. So it is, it is kind of mind boggling when people say, yeah, uh, yeah, we're traditional, but it's really until it conflicts with <laughs> what their papers say oh yeah I'm traditional but no we can't do that because nope my papers my regulation that conflicts so nope I cannot serve you autonomously or traditionally because oh I serve this other model I cannot practice in that way right and the previous village midwives they would lean into their intuition they were seen to be gifted 
with this intuition, this calling, this ability to serve women and know um, when they need to jump in and do something or when to just sit and hold space. Um, they're not taught this in the schooling model. So they're not taught to lean into their intuition. So they see intuitive led birth attendants like us as very dangerous because you're not checking all of these boxes. They don't have the same capacity to know, oh, this is just a variation of normal versus this is an emergency and I need to do something right now based on how they feel inside and be able to go off of that intuition. They're not taught that. Right. And we'll talk about that in our next podcast about intuition led. And some people can't do that. And that's where, yeah, we do need those medwives to be able to hold that kind of space. They need to follow those charts and follow and dot their eyes because no, we, uh, intuition is really the the ticket to sitting at birth and being able to facilitate it. Because like I said, we cannot put it into a box. She also mentioned how they might see the way that we serve women as dangerous. Many do. We have so many people that talk shit about us all the time because we attend in this capacity. Um, none of them are following up with our clients to see that they're all pleased. But yeah, they have this confliction of, oh, that's dangerous because I was taught this. And this is how it should be. There is no one way to serve, number one. But also, I feel like it's like a conditioning thing. Like, <laughs> how can you be upset that these women are attending in a different capacity? All their clients are happy. And they're having great outcomes and you're doing these other things. Like there's, there's something in their brain. I would think that, you know, makes them feel conflicted. I paid a lot of money for my education, but I'm scared. And these people aren't scared and they're doing different things, you know, and then there are some that have reached out and they're like, Hey, I want to learn how you do that. I want to, I want to see how you do these things. Like, yeah. Like for the most part, this is where we find divide in the community, when really we need all of us, we need everybody, all different credentials, all different types of training. There is no one that's worse than the other. Um, that all comes down to opinion. And of course, Taylor and I have our own opinions, but we need everyone. There shouldn't be people saying, oh, you're shitty because you are doing these things. Um, yeah, we're all gonna be different. We're all gonna practice differently, but there is a significant difference in traditional. Those that aren't traditional should stop claiming that because then when women are looking for traditional care and they get this midwife, they're like, oh man, I hated my experience. Like be upfront girl, be upfront. Say, hey, I use these things, this is what we do. Um, if you're looking for a hands-off traditional care provider, that's not me, here's a list of other people. Um, I feel like we should be doing that. We shouldn't be leading people on and then they're disappointed because we find so many that either share on the podcast or they share with us in our, our messages or emails. Um, we just need that to not be. We wanted to kind of go ahead and verify and share the definition of traditional. Look it up. Look when this stuff started. Look at traditional practice and what it was from the beginning of time, like eons back, because um, it's not what's being taught today. Yes, I find it very ironic that the quote traditional midwives that are actually licensed midwives, they are the ones that get really upset when women in their community go on to have unassisted births. And especially if they had a birth with them and then went on to have an unassisted birth they're like, oh, that's so dangerous. Why wouldn't they just want me there? But you led them on to think that they were getting traditional hands-off autonomous care and they actually didn't receive that from you. So by you claiming to be traditional, you're turning them away from actual traditional attendance and then they don't want anybody there. So you are the cause of leading people into just birthing all by themselves. So you should really reflect on that. Yeah, I think we have another podcast that mentions about that, about why that comes to be. And it makes sense if we could all just be upfront in what we offer and what we don't offer. Like if someone was wanting Pitocin, 
I tell them out the gate, nope, I'm not the one. Here's a list of other ladies. Um, but if you're wanting holistic traditional care, we might be in alignment. So yeah, being upfront in what we do, what we offer is it's so important. We should not be saying we're traditional when we lack the ability to offer traditional care. Anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of Birthkeeper Banter. Thanks for tuning in to this awesome episode of Birthkeeper Banter. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications for future episodes. Again, for classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. Brought to you by Herbal Training. Thank you.